on this episode of Sandlot Sports, we talk about the old school NBA, some good old trash talking, where the NBA is going today. We also kind of get into some of the uglier stuff with today's games and specifically when college football. That's that's the problem with, you know with guys like Mike and whatnot. They don't understand what makes them so good. That's and why Mike they, can't coach. Yeah, my, my, Mike Magic cannot coach. They just think they can give what they have to people. It doesn't work like it that. Does, no, you it just can't not, impart that on people. Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. What's up? And BJ Thomas. Hello, hello. Okay, guys, I got a lot I want to talk about this week, which is really awesome. But I don't think we can do anything because BJ is going to want to talk about the Cowboys. So let's just get it out of the way now. Um, it's over. <laughs> it is over. Your, your changes over. of winning the Super Bowl are over. So congratulations. <laughs> Enjoy mediocrity. You know, but that implies we had some, unlike Lions and Jaguars. Hey, man. Hey, don't start. Don't start, man. Go ahead. Hey. Enjoy some hey. Hey. Let's, let's, hey. let's, let's congratulate that. You know, you know, it's funny. We didn't have to tank to get our quarterback. Okay, okay, okay. But you almost lost them, though. I'm so almost glad lost. we. I'm so glad we didn't do that lateral move that was going to cost us three draft picks and get Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hey, deep down, I was waiting for that shit. I was. Oh, yeah, Jerry Jones has strangulation <laughs> marks around his neck from his son. Again, I, I told you, and you you were one people's elbow away from getting Johnny, Johnny Manziel. So mm, exactly. Mm, mm. Is, I, I, okay, these are all. These are all funny now. I, I will now. say this. Dak is not a bad quarterback. Do not get me wrong. Dak is a really, really good quarterback. Well, don't fall over yourself there, Adam. Holy shit. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he is not a $40 million a year quarterback. That's the, unfortunately, the difference. The mar- unfortunately, the market dictates that he is. Well, the market also dictates that if you pay your pay your one player 20% of your of your salary cap, you don't win because it's, it's never happened before. It's fine. We draft pretty solid and we're going to restructure contracts like crazy over the next two years. I'm not worried about it. I hope so. So because you owe uh, Amari about twenty million dollars next year, I think Zeke is owed thirteen million. He should be the first person that. that they restructure. He I bet you are. I bet you aren't paying that. <laughs> I'm sure. We, I mean, I'm serious, but we aren't going to pay that. I, I sent a sent you the link in the um, group chat about the contract restructuring of Romo and Sean Lee a few years ago, and then he went and did it the year after that too. Yeah, it only works if the players want to do it. That's the thing, though, is he's had willing participants, and he can usually drum up support because uh, he's a slimy businessman, and that's what he does. Yeah, it's uh, it's all about hey, I'll pay you this as part of your contract. Unbeknownst to the NFL, uh, here's here's an oil wig. Go enjoy. Well, no, here's the thing though. Like, why wouldn't you want all that money up front? Then if you get injured, you got it in your bank account. Well, and that, that was the Kirk Cousins move. Kirk Cousins wanted all of his money up front because he knew he was going to get hurt, and so he wanted as or, much guaranteed money as possible. Or expose himself for what he was. Yes. Mm. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I think the get hurt thing was number two on that list. I think number one. <laughs> Is exposed him for what he is. Well, and, and see, and that's that's another another QB. He's not bad. Cousins is not a horrible QB. I could probably name 10, 10 that are you know, absolutely worse than he is. Mm-hmm. He's not worth the money that he's getting paid, and the teams that he's on reflect that because there's no money to pay anyone else. There's no money to pay a supporting staff. I mean, the reason why the, the Vikings were great this year is because they had a rookie right receiver and a rookie, you know, not so much a rookie running back, but one that's on his rookie contract. And the Cowboys don't have that. They have a 
running back who's on his second contract who, who thinks he's better than he is. And they have a wide receiver who's got one or two more really, really great years in him before he starts falling off. He's so, worse. and again, th- that's this coming from a Lions fan who's going to have the number one pick in 2021. I, I've resigned <laughs> myself to saying the Lions will be picking, will be on the clock Should, for the first pick. A lot for Lions fans. I mean, I think you you would expect them to trade for somebody the first round pick away in the middle of the season. No, I, I'm waiting. Get, get someone shitty and then have like a 30, 30 second pick. Like I, I'm waiting for them to pick a wide receiver who hasn't played in three years just because, you know, he had a good workout. Here, Roy Williams is available. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of wide receivers, you know, some scouts are uh, pretty much giving uh, Jamar Chase uh, the wide receiver. Oh, I know is. buttons. I know buttons. <laughs> you better be glad I stayed clothed. <laughs> right, free balling. <laughs> but anyway, um, some scouts are saying that they're kind of hesitant from drafting Jamar Chase because he didn't play last year. What do you got? What do you got thoughts about that? It, I've never seen it work. I've never seen it where a, a player takes a year off and Not he's football. as good as he was. Not football. It's a Not different me. kind of thing. Like I, I didn't play a lot of football. I did not play a lot of football. I played a lot of sandlot football. And I know that after I didn't, I knew that after I didn't play Sandlot football for a while, when I got hit, my collarbones hurt. Mm. Weird stuff like that, like inside you hurts. Mm. And I just yeah. now imagine now imagine that times twenty five at the pro level. You haven't been hurt. You haven't been nicked up or banged up. You've been nice and comfy in your couch. And then next thing you know, you got a three hundred pound guy knocking you flat on your ass, and your insides hurt. Yeah. Is he gonna be? Is he gonna be able to recover from that? Is he gonna want to do this again? Yeah, that is true. And also, too, they said that there's a difference between being in shape and being in football shape. So they're concerned oh, about it's completely being different. I, th- I think that's what we're talking about. I think that's what we're talking about because a lot of those guys are going to be in shape and could probably sit on their ass for the next year and stay in shape. But the contact, that getting used to that feeling and the timing of it all. Right. I mean, I, I really do believe that's what killed Mike Williams' career. I mean, Mike Williams, when I mean, he was a freshman at USC, he could have come out and he could have been a star, but he took a year off and his body just degenerated. And he never could get back what he was. Or didn't want to play tight end. Or there was that too. But I, I, I don't think that it, it just doesn't work. Sev- you can be 270. You just can't be 270 at receiver. Right. But now you got a block, buddy. Right. And that's the thing. You don't <laughs> want to block. Who does? <laughs> Who does? 6'5", 200, and what is it? I think it was 240. I think he was. 6'5", 240. In his, in his good days. Block. It's yeah, good, it's good days. days. Right. It's, it's good, good days. days. Lost a step. Lost a step means you got old or maybe got hurt, not gained 40 pounds. <laughs> he got he, he went to Baron Davis out. Shit, Baron Davis is still dunk. Yeah. It's six foot tall. Exactly. Mike Williams disappeared from his sport totally. Yeah, and he shouldn't have. I mean, because he he was an absolute stud USC. And that's what you know Matt Millen saw was the, the tape at USC. He didn't mm. see the, the, the combine tape of like, oh, this where did the extra 40 can, pounds come from? You can say that's that. Water you can say that, that name without shaking your head like you drank NyQuil. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, it, it's funny, though. For as much as he destroyed the Lions franchise, first of all, the, the franchise was already in the shitter to start with. So there really wasn't much that he could do to, to destroy it. The fact that he's going through an inoperable brain problem, it kind of makes up for it. I didn't. I, God damn. <laughs> I'm so sick of people saying I'm the dark one. Jesus Christ. Jesus like, oh, I'm at peace now, though. <laughs> I think he I think he nutted. I think he nutted when he said that. Like, God damn. Oh, well, don't want to get over there, bad side, man. Over there sitting in the puddle. God damn. <laughs> 
I don't know what to say. Well, good night, everybody. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, normally we wait a little bit longer before we do that. So three exactly. shitty draft picks in a row. Fuck your brain. <laughs> exactly. Hey, but AK did give us a disclaimer earlier today. So <laughs> yeah. Hey, y'all didn't get that. He warned us. He said this is how it was gonna be, and that we should be prepared for it. And I appreciate the warning. I do. Ah, oh, absolutely. Uh, tonight's gonna be a fun night. I tell you. <laughs> 13 minutes in and the plane's on fire. <laughs> can anyone say can anyone say archives? I do, right? But see okay, the difference that, that, that corn. Again. Yeah, the dif- the difference between Mike Williams and Maurice Claret is that Mike Williams was ready for the NFL as a freshman. Claret not even physically nor mentally was ready for the NFL. Ever. I don't think I don't think Claret was mentally ready for life. I feel like he had serious mental health issues he needed addressed and he never so, had any help for him. Are you are you implying that Trestle didn't try to get him the help that he needed? He just find him to be good on the football field. Yeah, that's what I'm playing. Yeah, yes, yeah. That sounds like every football coach I've ever met. Actually, exactly. every coach I've ever met. <laughs> I've heard rumors about basketball coaches at uh at uh Leesburg when we were there that if you weren't on the team after, you, say you were on the team and then you're off the team. When you're off the team, you just did not exist. Uh, you only, you only right. existed. Yeah. Big guy, about six five, super white. That's what I heard. Uh, I think good Christian really folk. Hey, well, and speaking Sorry, of being on the team, Bing, <laughs> pow. Hey, you know, it's speaking of no longer being on the team. I heard Les Miles got fired. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. That. Mutually agreed to part ways. Air quotation. No, he his ass was fired. Hey, now that now that these kids are trying to cancel Eminem, I'm reviewing everything. Did he actually do this, or we're, we have to review everything? Wait, 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 wait. They're just who's trying to cancel Eminem? Oh, Gen some Z. dipshit Gen on TikTok Z. is trying to trying to you know, cancel Eminem. The last generation to roll out the tip of a dick is now trying to cancel Eminem. <laughs> Wow, I mean, what are we coming? So, how about how about he released a song to a TikTok TikTok account that tried to cancel him? I was like, yes, yes, thank you, thank you, fuck you, just keep doing whatever you do, man. Like, we can't lose satire. Like, yeah, I, no. That's my whole life. It's my yeah, whole we life. Can't. If we lose, I will be, I'll be more irrelevant than I am now if we lose sarcasm. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to do. Well, see, and that—that's the trick. Is we haven't lost comedy; we've lost good comedy. Right. Yeah, like good comedy is attacking everybody. Yeah, right. like that's what made. I know Louis C.K. jacked off in front of somebody, but like that's what made him so good. Is he would say the N word, but he would destroy white people, Asian people, black people. He destroy everybody. If you're attacking everybody, if you just hate everybody equally, I'm all for your comedy. <laughs> yeah, you you want to see satire done right? Pull up any Mel Brooks movie. I love yeah. Mel Brooks. Oh my god. Oh man. I just all I can think of is Blazing Saddles right now. I can't quote. <laughs> I can't. I can't quote any of it. <laughs> no. No. I can't quote any be, of it. Yeah, we will be canceled. <laughs> I'm not worried about being canceled. I'm worried about talking to Dorian again. <laughs> Well, good news is that I saw the movie, so if you were repeating things, by I wouldn't think anything of it. So hey, I- <laughs> when, he gra- when he grabs that spotting scope and he goes, "Oh yeah," I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I had tears in my eyes. I was like, "Jeez!" <laughs> I'm let you know I saw that movie too young. What if oh. I told you? I, what if I told you I saw it before high school? <laughs> Dude, the reason why I wanted to see it because when I was a kid, I was a fan of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. No judgments here. And I thought that, hey, what do you mean? No, 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 no. You just acted like it's a problem to like that movie. Well, you need you no, you need to look inside yourself. Look inside yourself. You comedy bastard. Fucking fucking Ruski. Vodka drinking prick. 
<laughs> can't believe, act like that's a problem. Matter of fact, that's how I picked up my ex-girlfriend. She's like, what'd you do last night? I said, sat down, had a couple beers, smoked a joint, and watched Willy Wonka. <laughs> she goes, that sounds amazing. I said, you want to do it tonight? <laughs> you sing to her if she, uh, what's the song? Uh, if you want to view paradise. <laughs> hey, man, that's the slickest I've ever been right there. Oh, yeah. That's his that's pinnacle. That's that's I peaked, I peaked last, last year. Yeah. But Two years ago, of Ohio, I peaked. I was going to say, um, but Ohio State had a couple of questionable players that... Uh, a couple? Do you know how to count? Ah, Lee. <laughs> no, he's a Miami fan. Hey, 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 hey. I mean, I mean again, we have Two. our players, too. <laughs> But still, but at least one, we own two. our players. You know, one, we know that two. our players are screwed up. Ohio State, they were kept hey. covering for their players. We I wear like, dude, I wear like a badge of honor. coaches that be throwing wives. I mean, come on, what do you can, expect? Y'all can talk hard. You can say your football programs are tough. Your football program does not have a player that killed people and then killed himself. Your football program does not have a player of a linebacker who fired an AK-47 to an, unoccup- to an occupied dwelling. There's more. I know there's more, but I don't know at all. Y'all are yeah. soft as fuck. Wait, wait, honestly, wait, 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 wait. And wait, honestly, wait. honestly, when your soft-ass program gets in trouble, check the lawyer's credentials. I bet you it says University of Florida Law School because we know how to get them back. <laughs> wait, so so you're saying that, that the University of Florida has a history of, of questionable they pass with their The players. whitest university in the state is the most gangster. And, <laughs> and Ohio State has a history of questionable players. I wonder what they have in common. A quitter. You know what? Don't even do I knew y'all. I knew I quitter. Up for that one. A fucking I quitter. <laughs> quitter. Okay, okay. What else what else can we do, man? <laughs> what, what can else you can do? do? What can you do? Pack up and get the fuck out of the state. Take that whole team, leave We're Jacksonville. Go to London. We're not doing Jacksonville that. should be a silent town. It's just a, a dirty hole on the St. John's River. <laughs> like just leave there. There's no other place for you to go. Nobody wants you in Orlando or Tampa down there. Nobody wants you in Miami. Tallahassee, I mean, if you want to go south in Florida, you go north. So you don't want it in Tallahassee. <laughs> so I just don't know. I don't know where you should go. Maybe you should try college. You guys can win college. <laughs> Started def- started starting at Appalachian State though. Ask Adam about. That. Yeah, oh. it doesn't doesn't go well. Does <laughs> does not go well. <laughs> Dorian's just taking rib shots over there. You don't. Hey, you know what? Come on. You know, it's, it's 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 fine. Cause you know what? I'm confident that we're that you win more than one game. Oh no. Oh, well, we're gonna win more games than the Lions, the, so that the, I'm for sure. The but Dora Damas has the door Damas has extra chromosomes and ruins people's seasons. <laughs> I, I've already said the Lions are gonna have them to the one draft pick in 2021. So I mean. Look, we can't, uh, what, a couple of episodes ago, you said it yourself, uh, AK, like, all we can do is go up. That's all the Jaguars can do is go up. So I'm, I'm no, confident we're going to be up. No, no, you're not, you're not the uh, winless lion. It's not like you're at the basement. You're not at the bottom. You didn't go over 16. <laughs> not quite there. So it could get worse. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Theoretically, you, you know, it could get worse. You could be the 0-16 Lions. Or the 0-16 Browns. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that was How many 0-16 teams have we had? Only two? Two. 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 Now, I, I will say this. For, uh, for all the, the, the harassment I get for the Lions, that Browns team was actually worse because they won one game in two years. Who was their coach? I mean, I mean, he was a quarterback. Tim Couch or something? Did you no, root for their GM no. to die also? <laughs> <laughs> How big is the tumor? Bigger than a quarter? Sounds good to me. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Hey, that's a week's worth of material right there. 
Bad of wishing death on a GM. He's, and you know what? He's like, a what's, what's terrible is he's a likable guy. He's just a shitty, shitty, shitty GM. Yeah, he, he's a horrible evaluator of talent. The, the joke on the Big Ten Network is if Matt Millen thinks that you're good, just run because no, you're not. No, buddy. <laughs> I don't think it was an evaluator of talent. You draft three wide receivers in a row, something else is wrong. Maybe that thing's been there longer than we know. Oh, Adam geez. started this lap, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> I go back to like. Maybe BJ's on the song. See, you see, everybody laughs at Adam, and then I do it, and you're like, oh, Jesus, God, BJ, what's wrong with you? You're broken. (laughs) I'm just more likable. That's all there is to it. (laughs) In an office depot kind of way, I can see that. <laughs> hey, hey, not chase subject, but uh, did any of you guys watch it, the uh, all star? No, game fuck that shit. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, man. Cool. Could you imagine going to the Y and you sit here and you watch these guys pick teams? They get ten guys here and ten guys here. They got benches, and then they go out there and just like don't even guard each other. Would you really give a fuck? You'd leave that game. Yeah, I, I don't think I've watched an all star game in probably five or six years. These guys need to make like a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars a piece if they win. It needs to be something on the line. Like it's it's not going to be a real thing until somebody's out for the rest of the season because of what they did in the All Star game. That's what yeah. I need to see. I, I think the last time it actually meant anything was when Kobe and Dwayne uh, Wade went at it, and that's just because that was... they went at it. Yeah, that's the only reason. It's not because it. I don't like watching it. I like that kind of basketball, but when I see those guys together, I feel like we're missing a great opportunity to like run it, like really yeah. run it. I mean, I, I know they're out there. I know it's exhibition. I know they're just having fun, but they don't even try to take it seriously. It's like being let in on a dream team scrimmage, yes. but they don't They do not do that. They just do like uh, some lazy half-assed game. And, it, you know, honestly, the last couple I've watched, the first two quarters are so fucking sloppy. I just don't care about the rest of it. Yeah. Try, trying to throw lobs to people that aren't there and stuff like that. I just, I don't know. Well, that's the, that's the funny thing. I, I know I was watching the thing about Space Jam, the first one, not the crappy one that they're going to come out with. And, you know, and they would have pickup games with the, with the NBA players there. And they said it was some of the best basketball they'd ever seen. Yeah. The games didn't mean anything. They were just pickup games, just dudes trying to stay in shape. And it was the best games they, you know, people have ever seen. And why we can't take that mentality and put it towards now, maybe it is a Gen Z thing. Maybe, maybe we've, we've canceled competition. Uh, I don't know. Canceled. Con- Everybody gets a trophy. You're not working for that one trophy anymore. You're going to get one. It doesn't matter. You've been, This whole generation of kids have been taught, just go out there and have fun. Just Am I wrong? But the point of competitive sports is to have fun, sure, but like it's win first, right? Like, I, I will say there is there is a some validity to saying, hey, go out there, learn the game, understand it. You know, it's not whether you win or lose. To, to a point. Until I, they're like 12. Yeah, I, I mean, 12 is a good number. I, I mean, I don't, there's not an age for me, but 12 is a good number. So go out there, learn to play, learn learn the fundamentals of the game. Don't really worry about score per se, but understand how the game is played. After that, it's every man for himself. I mean, you 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 play for your team and you play for points. If you don't if you don't worry about when who wins and who loses, don't keep score. The second yeah, you keep I score, know. it's all about who wins and who loses. Yeah, I and I would not watch it if there's no score. Right now, no. Um, one suggestion it. was they think that it'd be like pro wrestling. Fifteen of the top NBA players play against like fifteen or thirteen of the top world players from the Italian league, Spanish league, and they come. Uh, oh. And no. they play against each other. You'll no. you'll see how shitty our basketball is. Well, but think about it is oh, but you'll see more competitive play because they'll know, hey, 
if we get our ass kicked, we're going to be in the tabloids. We're going to be on ESPN. They're going to talk about that's the problem. I feel like the NBA won't do it. I feel like Adam Silver won't do it. No, yeah, I think he will. It's too much of a risk to get exposed because we've talked about this multiple episodes. Is the NBA is made up of a bunch of AAU kids that go out there. I'm going to be on on Sports Center tonight, whereas the the European guys. They grew up. They're part of a team. Bas- and they understand the team academies. game. They grew yeah. up in basketball academies. And they, they like may not be as academies a- everywhere. They're not as you know athletically gifted as our guys o- over here are, but they understand the game so much better. Luca said last year, he goes, "It's easier for me to score in the NBA than it is for me in Euroleague." Yeah, he did say that. Think yeah. about that. I mean, Night- yeah. That- that wasn't a 24-year-old guy. That was a 19-year-old kid walked over in here and was like, this is easier. Because they're, they're, they actually play defense over there. Our basketball shitty. We rely on being way more athletic than everybody else and hitting threes. Yeah. But yeah. that's starting to change, too, when it comes to the athleticism. Because um, I, was, I was watching France uh, play, and they look very athletic to the point where, like, everything coming off the rim, they were dunking it. Anytime they wanted to go to the hole, they were pretty much getting there. Well, so it seems sol- just like... They've had a solid national program for a long time. Well, and yeah. see, that's the thing. They've always been about the fundamentals. They've always been about, you know, here's the team. They were going to catch up athletically. Yeah. And they may not be there right now, but they're going to be there soon. Yeah, and and to back to, to, to the point of the NBA stars versus the, the world stars, when that day comes, the NBA will lose a crap ton of money because they will no longer be the best the best you know, yeah, team I, in town. I don't think they ever do that the farthest they go is the world all-star game where they put the world against the u.s and that's about it as far as bringing people from the other leagues no uh-uh. that's a gamble that's a big gamble you're gonna get their best shot what the nba guys might walk in this like an all-star game you punch right in the mouth yeah and if if they actually do have the olympics this year watch the basketball competition watch how yeah. close the games are because they've been close the past few years I mean, 2004 Olympics was a testament of how the world caught up with us. Yeah. Who's the killer? Who's yeah. the killer on this team? Who would be the killer on our Olympic team? Pizzle, yeah, who, who's got the play? killer instinct? I mean, who's the killer? Who's the killer in the league right now? Who's going to uh, say down by 12, four minutes left and win the game? Who's going to do that? Well, players who Durant. are capable of doing it. Yeah, Durant, LeBron. Hell, I'll, I'll put uh, – the whole dream team would have done it. Any one of them would have done it. That's true. Any one of them. Now the competition is absolutely. Well, different. maybe not Christian Leitner. I don't. He's not part of the dream team. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. I don't count. Oh, no, I don't oh, count. You don't the count. Boys, <laughs> part of the fucking dream team. Dude was there. Dude got his gold medal. He's part of the dream team. Mad bullshit. People get fucking <laughs> championship rings on different teams just for being on a team for three years. They get traded and they get a fucking ring sent to them. Magic Johnson on record talking about how they split the teams up in the practices and they're like, "You can have Christian. We don't want him." <laughs> Okay, well, let me ask you this though. You know, thinking back to it, who played a bigger role, Christian or Larry Bird? Larry, Larry Bird. Bird. Larry Bird ba- barely played in those games. Right, but he's a threat. <laughs> his yeah. back was all screwed up. Yeah, his back. Hey, man, he had the best seats to watch those guys. He's probably just happy to be there. Oh, he was. He, he he said he he said he did not deserve to be there because he did not have his game anymore. If I remember right, he retired the the year before. It was like his thirteenth year in drafted in seventy nine, right? Yeah. yeah, and he had bad back for the last few years. Yeah, I never really got to see Larry play. Most of the things I saw were highlights. Yeah, I, yeah. I never saw Larry play in person. I, I did see a, a couple games that he played, but I, I remember towards the end of his career, like he'd be on the floor just stretching on his back because he could barely move. I like basketball and I like playing it, but got, what got me watching it was Shaq getting drafted. Yeah, and I will say that that was kind of one of one of my regrets is I grew up with basketball, but I didn't really start watching until probably seven, eight, nine years old. And by then, you know, Larry and Magic were kind of Gone, out, yeah. out the door. Same thing with Bo. I didn't catch Bo either. Yeah, I was a little too young for that. I, th- I, I mean, it, 
I, th- I think the only game that I saw that Bo Jackson played was that I remember was the game that he got injured against the Cincinnati yeah, against Bengals. the Bengals. That was Damn the game it. I watched. You cursed him. Well, Bastard. and 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 Dorian, I'll, I'll ask you this: Is that because you know you don't really remember watching him, or is it because the, the NFL is stupid and only puts on certain games in your region and you never got a chance to watch them? Well, the, both of those are the correct answer. I'll answer for Dorian. <laughs> I got you, Dorian. <laughs> but also, too, back then they only showed what, what they only showed what Dolphins games in florida because well that's all they do now yeah it's it's been the same contract for decades now where they have either one or two early games and it's Mm -hmm. regional contracts and then if they have two early games they have one late game or vice versa Mm -hmm. and it's normally pick crappy nfc east team that that you watch or afc east team depending on But depending on like whether it was NBC, CBS, or Fox that was showing it. And, and don't forget, back when we were growing up, Fox picked the NFL because they knew it was just an advertising boom. But yeah, I mean, you think college football now on, on Saturday, if if you got you know crappy ACC team to watch, you can still watch five or six other games. With the NFL, what are you going to watch? Jacksonville lose again? Hell no. Mm-mm-mm. I think Adam has a rough time with sports from his childhood because every team he supported was irrelevant his whole life. Yeah, pretty much. Sad. Sad. Well, yeah, you, when, when they drafted Calvin Johnson, were you like, you're dead? <laughs> you're done. We're going to waste you. We're going to waste I, you. You know how like, yeah. people pour like bottles of liquor out at funerals? That's basically what you did to him. <laughs> Thank you, football gods. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> um, speaking of the Lions, I was gonna ask you, AK, what happened to uh the running back uh Javid Best? Remember him? He landed yeah, on well, his neck. Yeah, he landed on his neck in, in, in California. Jumped, jumped in California, landed on his neck, and he never he was never the same. right after that. Wow. You can look that up, it's not funny. He pretty much yeah. just boom, just laid out as soon as he hit. Yeah, I mean he he tried to come back. Obviously, he was drafted by the Lions, but he was never the same. Yeah, he was he, never the same. He tried to go over the top, didn't he? Yeah. He's well, just yeah, a tiny happened? little guy. You could go by and tap his Yeah, leg he, he tried around. to jump over somebody, which you know they, they do all the time, but all when he got time. hit, he got shot into the gay AR. Yeah. And right landed, landed on the back of his neck. Yeah. No, I don't know if I was a football player, if I could come back from a neck injury. I think I'd be like, Thank you. Thanks for everything. Appreciate the career, guys. Hey, you remember Sterling Sharp? He he didn't. Neither did Michael Irvin. Yeah. You see the tackle that took out Michael Irvin? It looked like every other tackle that he's been tackling on a slant in his whole life. Yeah. It was crazy. And, and that's the thing with, with a neck injury. If you just kind of hit it just right, you're done. So I mean, Peyton, it, issue? Peyton, Peyton, was it a nerve? It, it was Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah he had a, a nerve that caused, yeah. caused a grip issue in his arm. He had a noodle arm for like a decade anyways. Yeah, he, he lost his fastball. I would probably say around 2011, 2012. But you know, he was so smart that he could put people yeah. in the right spot. Yeah, he just throw the ball before they were open, and then they would run yeah. into the open spot, I guess. Yeah. That was well, the beauty of Peyton Manning. And that was the thing you know, with his Super Bowl in Denver is they won in spite of him just because, again, he, he was an offensive coordinator there on the field. If you watch those games, he never threw the ball more than 20 yards down the field because he couldn't. But it didn't he matter. Made, he made a career out of throwing ducks. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. It was just the timing. He didn't yeah. care. I don't think he cared what it looked like as long as it got there when he wanted to get there. As long as it got there and it went, landed in the receiver's hands, it didn't matter. So his final uh, years in Denver, would you say that he was a game manager? Oh, absolutely. DJ hate that word. <laughs> so does Adam. 
<laughs> well, no, I, I don't hate the term. I hate the fact that they, they use the term in a, in a bad connotation because it's not a bad term because right. you want a game manager. Hell, the guy that just won his seventh and they are in Tampa is a game manager. You know, I, I would yeah, rather have general manager. They're trying to get they're trying to get Beckham out of uh, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah they don't deserve all this. Well, I, you know, I'm kind of glad it's happening to the Bucks, though, to be honest. I mean, they they spent, what, 20 to 30 years of being an absolute embarrassment of football? Yeah, well, I, I will say that their their first head coach gave, gave me probably the best soundbite I've ever heard anywhere with regards oh, to football. I know what you're you, talking about. You know what I'm talking about? In, in favor of his team's execution? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes, How, what do you think about the team's execution? He goes, I'm in favor of it. <laughs> <laughs> John McKay, right? Yep, but yeah, my, my thoughts on on you know Beckham going to to Tampa is you've got too many knuckleheads. You've got Gronk, and Gronk will do his own thing. He he normally kind of stays out of trouble. But Gronk's you've got AB, yeah. Gronk's but you've compliant. got AB, and now you gotta you gotta add Beckham to the to that right receiver room. But if anybody that can keep them together, it will be Tom Brady. Yeah, but is that a risk you want to take? <laughs> Beckham's not in that part of his career where you start taking less money to get Super Bowls, though. Like he's only been here five years. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, right. come on. I don't know. But maybe he football football's not like basketball, man. You can't be at this age and start taking less money being a wide receiver. Like right. you're gonna take I too agree. much punishment over your career. You gotta get your payments and go. I well, agree. well, he probably knows he's not gonna win one in Cleveland. He probably won't win one. I don't know. Like he seems more of a hassle than he's worth. Yeah, yeah I I thought the same thing about Antonio Brown, too. And here he is winning the Super Bowl time. Well, I thought it was interesting. I was watching a, a Giants game years ago when he was selling the Giants. They had a stat that Eli Manny actually has a better record without Beckham than he did with. Because you don't know where he's going. That's that's huge. You can't game. It's harder to game plan because Eli's options are open now. He doesn't have to feed a needy little brat. That's what happened a lot when T.O. would miss games, too. The Cowboys yeah. look unstoppable because you did. Where, where are they going to throw it? They don't throw T.O. 15 yeah. times a game. And Baker Mayfield um, is the same thing. Like, they, he he plays well without OBJ in, in the lineup, so. <clears throat> That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah, you got is. a guy keep coming back to you. I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. But in your mind, you know you're making the right decisions. Like, it, it's got to tear at your head a little bit, especially in the middle of the game. So who, who's worse with that, Beckham or Russell Westbrook? I have a hard time saying bad things about Russ. Yeah. The, the dude. Yeah. <laughs> The dude's a competitor. Better, he extremely gifted. Love him. Right. They just can't win him. with him. He's they not. Just, a, he's not a threat outside the uh, free throw line. It's tough in today's not, game. Yeah, but now there was Chris Paul. But we, you know, we talked about Chris Paul being a dinosaur. Chris Paul can hit the three though. So is it safe to say that those two Super Bowl? Oh, okay. So the first Super Bowl that Seattle won, and there's the second and their appearance the year after that. Is it safe to say that that's all Seattle's defense? Yes. Mm, Marshawn Lynch against the Saints would have something to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I will say this: that the the Super Bowl that they won with Russell Wilson um, was against Denver was all their defense. Because if you can't be a team when they score eight points, then you don't deserve to be out there. Um, and Brady I would like to up. go back and look at some of those old Baltimore Ravens scores because I bet they lost a couple eight-point games when they had I, a good defense and shit offense for a few years there. I, Tony I Banks. Think, I, I think they always scored at least 10 or, 10 or 14 points. I th- it was funny because I remember the year they went to the Super Bowl, Dilfer came out and said something about, I just got, we just got to score 14. <laughs> it yeah. sounded, sounded so desperate. <laughs> Woo, we just need two touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all they needed. And they knew probably once every other game their defense would give them seven. And then on offense, I mean – Dill for what he did, he handed the ball to Jamal Lewis to do occasional play actions and threw it to either uh, Kevin Johnson, Ishmael or or Kevin or, Johnson. Yeah, 
Who? Kevin Johnson. Oh, the uh, fact- yeah, yeah, I remember. What is he, the wide receiver? Yeah. Kevin the Johnson. fact that you have to go who tells you everything you need to know about the Baltimore offense. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. It was rough. It Who's was their biggest threat in the passing game? It might have been Kevin. Shannon Sharp. That was it. Again, he averaged, like, what, maybe three catches a game? Could you, imagine having, catches, could you imagine having to deal with him on when he was having a good game? No. Oh, God. Oh, I'm telling you, like you. Some point, if you're <laughs> – shit – and I would fully expect if I was if I was having a good game in the middle of the third quarter to get punched in the fucking mouth. <laughs> fully expect it. Third end of the third quarter, somebody's coming for my helmet. I would, I would fully expect it. And I'm surprised Shannon Sharp didn't get more of that. Like I'm well, sick of listening to you talk. I'm gonna take these 15 yards, go to the locker room. But Shannon can back it up though. He's he's a pretty shredded guy, man. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He still has to catch the ball and run over the middle like everybody else. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about no. catching him in the parking lot. I'm talking about catching him in the game, just ding, and then go to the locker room. Like ah, whatever. Yeah. Um. He talked about a story. Um. Uh, it was it was one player that he said that like tried. It was Derek Thomas. Like uh, he talked about a story between him and Derek Thomas. It was a whole game that he was trying to knock his head off because he he said something about Derek Thomas which he wouldn't repeat. So it had to be something really bad for Derek Thomas. Like you know what? I don't care if we win. I just want to hit you all game. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. I, I will bet. I, I don't know what game you're talking about. I haven't looked it up, but I will bet you 20 bucks right now that Sharp had a good game that game because yeah, it, it got into his head. It doesn't sting if you're just talking. Like yeah. if you're just talking and having an average game, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. You're just like, yeah, you're garbage too. Just shut up. But <laughs> if they got 150 yards and two touchdowns, every word hurts. Every time he opens his mouth, every time you see his face, you don't want to look at it. You're just like, oh. And, and for someone for like Derek Thomas to, to get out of his game to focus on one person, it not not only was was did he say a few magic words, but he was having a good game. Oh yeah. yeah <clears throat> but do you think um I was uh, I was reading an article and they were talking about uh eliminating trash talk, especially in like in basketball. Because uh, what? no no. The stories of Larry Bird and Gary Payton are so fucking entertaining. Like classic. they're classic. Some of the Larry Bird stuff's just hilarious. I like- walk over to the bench. <clears throat> It's like, I'm going to walk over to the Hawks bench, tell him I'm going to hit a fadeaway three at this spot to win the game and then fall down next to the trainer and then do it and then <laughs> sit next to the trainer on the Hawks bench while the game is over. Does exactly. that not give you goosebumps? That level of confidence and arrogance and assholishness? Well, I, I remember one of the few games I watched of Larry Bird when uh, Wesley Person took a run at him because he was in his head. Yeah, uh, Bird was talking yeah. smack to, to Person bat and was beating him. It was like... 40 something to six or something. And oh yeah, Chuck person. And person just took a took a swing at him and got him kicked got kicked out of the game. (laughs) That's how you know you're good when you get another somebody's skin. (laughs) No, I know you're good. Larry Bird was on a West Coast trip. The last game of the trip, he told the press the night before he was gonna play the whole game left-handed. And he wound up having like 30 points and a half left-handed or something like that. Larry was lethal, man. That's the confidence. If they take that out of the game, like you're going to see a drop in quality. Some people oh, yeah. are motivated, but some people are motivated by that shit. Deion yeah. Sanders would talk himself into great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's some people that really get motivated by that. Shaq made up stories about people. So he would dominate them. He made a yeah. story about David Robinson, not signing an autograph for him. Like some people are motivated by those words and saying stuff like that would exactly. really suck. I don't like Dude, that. the and greatest me. of all time was motivated by trash talk that he invented. <laughs> and I took right. that personally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think you're a great player, Michael. Oh, so what you really mean is that I'm not a yeah. good player. No, you're a great player, Michael. No, no, no. I took that person. I took that person. <laughs> what kills me is like 
I was watching that whole special, The Last Dance, and like he's he tries to talk shit, but it's like hurtful. Like he's not a good shit talker. No, he's he's like tearing your guts out. Like he's talking about Clyde. He goes, Clyde's a good player with all due respect to put him in the category with me. And I was like, God damn, Mike. Like (laughs) (laughs) better yet, when uh, Horace Grant was having a uh, uh, he had a bad game. Michael Jordan told the plane stewardess not to feed him, and they didn't feed him. (laughs) (laughs) That's a gangster shit. Like, no, no, no. Everybody can't accept him. That motherfucker can't eat. He's like, he wanted to fight Michael because they didn't feed him. Like, well, Mr. Jordan says here, you don't eat today. What the fuck you mean I don't eat? Nah, I'm supposed to eat too. He's like, nah, you don't eat tonight. You play like six, six, 10, 250 pounds. I'm going to that kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Grant, get out of my way. <laughs> and then when it comes to levels of trash talk, then there's Kevin Garnett levels of trash talk. And they said he is horrible. Like, he goes, Yeah, well, I don't like the cross and line stuff. I don't like the moms and wives and kids stuff. Like, I can call you all kinds of pieces of shit. Call you, 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 all kinds of pieces of shit. Anything I want to call you. Maybe even your brother. But when we start crossing lines into like mothers and sisters and kids, I don't Kevin Garnett. I think he crosses those lines. He's like a yeah. Charles Haley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think he knows those lines exist. Right. <laughs> Blurred lines. No. I'm telling you, man, there's something to being the biggest guy on campus your whole life. I think being punched in the mouth is like a rite of passage and those guys don't get it. Well, exactly. because you, you learn what you can and cannot do. Hell, we see it with our kids. They're, they learn what they can and cannot do. So if you get away with everything because you're so much bigger and stronger than everyone, or you're just really talented and no one wants to tell you no, you don't know what you can't do and you'll just keep going. Or you turn into a big, giant softy like Dwight Howard. Well, I mean, oh, uh, Dwight. Dwight, he, Dwight didn't turn into a big softy. He just was a big softy. I think somebody told him he intimidates people because he's huge, and then he went the exact opposite direction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, man, um, I was reading an article. They were talking about how when he went to the Lakers, how Kobe Bryant would just stare at him like, fuck are you doing, man? Like, he would ask, like, what are you doing? And and they say Kobe would, like, rag on him every practice. I know what Kobe's thinking. I know what he's thinking. I wish I had that body. You know what I'd do with that body? That's what yeah. Kobe's thinking. Yeah. Give me that body. Give me that body. And he's like, "Why aren't Why aren't you like me with that body? Right. Well, and, like, and what's that, wrong with you?" That's That's the problem. With, you know, with guys like Mike and whatnot, they don't understand what makes them so good. That's and why Mike they, can't coach. Yeah, my, my, Mike Magic cannot coach. They just think they can give what they have to people, and it doesn't work like it, that. No, you it, just can't not, impart that on people. Like, no. Here you go, exactly. do it. Yeah, I mean, you you, had, you take someone like a Peyton Manning, Peyton. Manning would be a great offensive coordinator because he already was one. Patrick Mahomes, not so much. I think Kwame Brown was a warning shot to the NBA about the upcoming generation. Yes. Mike broke it. Mike broke his ass and he couldn't recover. Yep. And the NBA is like, uh oh, we got to do something about this. You old fucks got to get out of here. At all. He didn't recover at all. At all. Oh, no bounce back. Mike no broke his back. ass. Probably and, said the same in high thing. school, I saw highlights. Have you seen his high school highlights? Kwame no. Brown was the he was the man. So, he's six eleven in high school. You see, you see Zion Williams highlights. It looks like he's running around out there with kids. It's not fun. It's <laughs> like I, he shouldn't have had to play there. Like I, yeah. he could have gotten hurt on some five six hundred and fifty pound kid. Yeah. Like, but but isn't that an argument to make these kids go to go to college for at least two or three years and not just have a cup of coffee, but have them go to college, have them become, hate to say it, but become grown men and learn how to take criticism? Is, isn't that an argument for that? Criticism? Yeah. But I don't we think just, college we just, prepared them for We just for talked about how that destroys people nowadays. I don't think we should criticize anybody. I think that everybody's always doing a good job. Just to keep this shit nice. <laughs> okay. Nice and I think it's going down to parents, though. B- BG, I've got your participation trophy in the back. Thank you very much. <laughs> Adam, Adam, you're talking too loud. You're intimidating me. Please calm down. 
Okay, well, you know, how about this? Fuck you, let's move on. I'm calling the Zoom principal. (laughs) You've made me uncomfortable. I need my safe space. You know what's funny? The safe space crammed with Trump supporters now. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help it. I'll leave it. That's it. That's all I got. I mean, it's not all I got, but I'm going to leave it. Leave it for right now. Anyway. It's a bad review for this one. But, but okay. Of our six listeners, one of them might give us a bad review. <laughs> well, if he gives us a bad reveal, it'll definitely be misspelled. <laughs> but so, so here's the difference. So there's a difference between not being able to take criticism and, you know, just shutting down and touching and groping women inappropriately, especially women who are literally half of your age and being and getting away with it. Like, like Miles was at LSU. I know I brought it up earlier. So, I mean, it was to the point where the university said, no, you cannot be around female student population on the, on this campus. Dude, how gangster you got to be to just be groping females? Like, oh, yeah, I'm Les Miles. Yeah, come here. Yeah, you know? get a titty. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't, I've never once thought that this is a good idea just to reach out and grab this boob or grab this butt. Like, there's consequences for that shit. Yeah. To us, to us normal folk, to yeah. us people who can go to jail. Exactly. <laughs> and apparently they had this report for years and never said anything. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, do, do people have to fucking say that anymore? Do we have to say we, they knew about this for years? Yeah, we know. We know. It's all just coming out. We get yeah. it. Nobody knew. The athletic director had no idea. Bullshit. Hey, I, I think that if he was 18 and three at Kansas and not three and 18, he'd still have a job. You know, yeah. some of these some of these athletic directors are such cucks that they'd probably let Les Miles grab their wife and not do anything about it. Oh, yeah. Because it would just keep the game rolling to keep the football players playing and stuff. I mean, look at Penn State. They literally were raping young boys and the coach didn't care. The athletic director didn't care. As long as they were winning, doesn't matter. Could you imagine? Could you could you imagine like going to that locker room and seeing that shit and then every door getting slammed in your face? Every door, every door. What would you do? Like, and it'd be one thing, like once you got out of the football program, you'd be like, oh, now I got help. And then you go to administration, you're like, I got help now. And you sit down, you have this meeting, they're like, okay, okay, okay. And then nothing happens. Yeah. Like, whoa, oh, oh. And you've got that going on at Penn State. You got the the fuckers behind me at Ohio State where the coaches are beating their wives and covering it up and nothing really happens to them. In oh. fact, like the student body actually tries to cover for them, tries to defend co- them. That whole coaching staff will be in the NFL next year. Yep. Dorian, you get Zach Smith next year. Get hey, <laughs> hey, right hooks for everybody. <laughs> the unethical mm. Jaguars, I get it. I you know. better watch out. He catches sunshine from behind. He might punch him by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a detriment. I and then I then sunshine would have every right to something. Wait, you see how serious he got when we were talking about punching sunshine? He's giggling when we we're talking about him punching his wife. No, I saw I, that. I, I, I did not giggle while <laughs> punching his wife. I do not condone domestic violence at all. Not at all. <laughs> He's a Miami fan. Yes, he does. No, we do not. Look, I, I, I haven't recalled any of the Miami Hurricanes beating women. Now, they beat each other. They beat other guys, and they jump drug dealers, but that's a whole other topic. You know? Oh, you just made him sound like fucking Superman. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, they are doing community service. <laughs> the University of Miami Hurricanes are the dare dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> no cocaine there and they sure wasn't oh no 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 it was completely michael clean Irvin, michael irvin's got a third nostril to this day from that fucking era. just a little baking soda that's all you know what make me nervous not a wide receiver on cocaine what about one of those big defensive linemen on cocaine what happens if he gets wound up who's stopping him 
Well, that's what happened with Lawrence Taylor. He's not even a big one. I'm talking about like what happens if Vince Wolford got all coked up and got screwed up in a bar. Mm. Well, there, there's a reason why we don't know because you don't hear about it because they covered it up because they played for Miami. Mm. Exactly. Very true. Very true. I'm telling you, look at next time somebody gets arrested at one of these college football programs, find out who their lawyer is and look up their credentials. When James Rinson got arrested, I was joking with one of my friends, CJ. I said, look, man. They're going to get a University of of Florida lawyer because we know how to get guys out of there. He'll be in good shape. And I was just joking. And so I'm sitting here. He goes out to get food or something. I start flipping through my phone. Sure as hell, the lawyer went to the University of Florida Law School. I was like, told you. <laughs> it's it's life experiences. I so. didn't know Brandon Spikes fired that AK forty seven until two years after he was out of school. Right. Talent. That's a talented law school. Yeah, and that's the thing. So <laughs> you, you got you got that going on at Florida with, with herbs there, and you know it it'll herbs. be covered being covered up and <laughs> herbs. And then you <laughs> and then you got what happened at Baylor. Well, there's herbs there, okay. And yeah. not only did they kill a basketball player. And the coach tried to cover it up, but they were literally raping women on campus, and the coach was, was trying to cover it up and paying police officers to not. That arrest shit them. is a recruiting tool. Do you know how much these kids respect loyalty? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Adam kicked this shit off talking about brain tumors and shit. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, keep note. Every time I go dark, you guys go, oh. <laughs> So, so my thing is when when these things happen at these colleges, like the NCAA, the, they have has to have no some inkling nope, of something happened. Right? Nope, nope, and it doesn't matter. The NCAA does not get involved in anything legal. No, they have to do something about it. Nope, it, it, it as as dumb as this is going to sound, it is not an NCAA infraction to rape a woman. But but it is to a problem. Trade if tickets you get for to, signed tattoos for signed jerseys a problem. That's a problem. Hmm. So wait, so you're telling me that the NCA values the safety of uh, young men over the safety of young women? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yes. So the NCA is basically like the rest of the country. Yes. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, ladies, let that be a lesson to you. Fuck the NCA. Yeah, pretty much. And they they will they will make the defense of that we are the embodiment of keeping sports equal across the different sports. Oh sure yeah, people... keeping them equal is by taking the yeah. five star defensive tackle that raped a girl off the fucking field because we don't support rapists. That keeps yeah. the field equal. Yeah, I, I agree. Or if you want to be equal, make sure you put one rapist on every team. <laughs> like, no, I'm serious. Like, you can't let these people walk around. Like, that's not it's not about equality. Dude, you're telling what? you're telling a human being that she's just been a Assaulted, and then it doesn't matter because he can tackle people. Yeah, welcome to society. I'm just making sure all of us yeah. understand this, and we're, we're yeah, talking I, this out. We're yeah. talking this out, so it's out there. Yeah, we're we're all on the same page. I mean, when you have a star quarterback for Florida State on camera raping a girl on camera because his dude, his friend was taping it, sits out a half because his coach said he needed to be disciplined. The NCAA, the NCAA didn't tell him to sit out. The NCAA didn't do anything. The legal system didn't tell him to do anything. Jimbo Fisher said, you need to sit out the first half of this game. Why don't they let the girl rape him? Why don't they tie him down and let the girl rape him with whatever she chooses to, as long as it's not like, going to kill him, but like whatever she chooses to. I don't have a problem with it. Dorian got quiet. Well, I'm listening. Guys, when when Adam gets dark, we laugh. When I get dark, we get quiet. I'm fucking confused. But the thing about it is, how is it dark, though? I mean, I mean, an eye for an eye. I mean, we're talking about tying a guy down and shoving something in his ass. That's what we're talking about. I, I, mean, if it's, I mean, if it's from the victim. If we need to color the, if we need to color this in, I'll color it in. We, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, I how do you make that situation right? Like, that's not even going to make it right because she probably doesn't want to do that either. No, you, you make it right by actually making the law equal, regardless of social economic status, 
regardless of skin color, regardless of, of anything else. The there's law is the law one, and it needs to be equal. There's only one place that equality is spoken of and we fucking fly our fingers in the face of it every day. And that's uh, isn't that the Declaration of Independence. All men are created equal as long as you fit this category. Yeah, yeah, but that's where it stops. We just yeah. said it. We just said it because it sounded good at the time. Because yeah. all because they were all white at the time. That's why. Like mm-hmm. all these guys were created equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I always tell you know my daughters like yeah we were created equal. Look further down in, in that document and find out what the what the three fifth compromise is about. <laughs> tell me that we're all created equal. <laughs> three fifths. Yeah. How the fuck do you come up with that number? It's more than fifty percent, but yeah. So still it, valued less than an NCA football rapist. This is true. Think about that. Yep. So I mean, we're not going to solve the problem here. Although I, I wish I could, you know, have the power to solve the problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, and, until colleges re- respect people more than they respect wins, this will always be a problem. You know what they need to do is the year it happens, shut the whole fucking thing down. Coach, AD, player, uh, program, oh. shut it all down and just scare the living shit out of the rest of the football universe. Well, here, here's the thing though, okay? When Baylor was going through their thing with, with Browse and all of that, there was very real conversation about shutting them down, shut, shutting down the football team for at least a year. Do you yeah. know why they didn't? Do you know why they didn't? Because it's like 20 million, 30 million a year they're going to bring in just in ticket sales? Well, kind of, because it would have hurt the University of Texas. It would have hurt the University of Oklahoma because they wouldn't have those games. When when SMU had their thing back in the eighties and actually we're shut the program about one down, game a year. But hit that's in though. When, for every team. When when SMU was shut down back in the eighties, it killed the conference. This the Southwestern Conference was a thing until they shut the the SMU program right. down we're for cheating. Justi- we're still justifying rape with progress. I mean that that that's the problem. And and again, it's all about money. If you've got the money, you can make things go away. That, yeah, and I, I don't agree with it. It's the way society is. I wish we could change it. I wish I could change it right now. But un, until we value human life and human dignity more than we value, value money, this will always be a problem. Well, so this this yeah. podcast can go left or right right here. So I think we should just kind of. <laughs> Just, yeah. So speaking of other topics, I see yeah. there, he is. <laughs> there he is. I see Levante David signed a two-year deal with the Bucks today. Good for him. How much was it? It says they're all taking or discounts. twenty-five million. They're twenty-five million discounts. They're all taking discounts. Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, yeah, as an NFL player, you have a short shelf life, but you can make more money in endorsements and everything else with more rings. Exactly. So he got two years, $25 million, and they franchise tagged uh, Goodwin, Chris Godwin. I mean, Godwin. Godwin. If I were Chris Godwin, I'd be pissed because that wasn't properly used. I'm a young receiver, and I could be successful somewhere else. Yeah, and now they're talking about bringing OBJ in, but you want to franchise me? But I don't think well, I'm going to get him though. So is my, so is Mike Evans on his way out? That's what it sounds like to me. Um, actually, they they are restructuring his deal. Oh, that's that's the word of the day. Yeah. Restructuring well, deals. Uh, watch <laughs> for watch for a lot of people to sign with the Bucks for one or two year contracts. Well, yeah, it, um, I read something the other day it has something to do with the salary cap being messed up because of COVID, and it's a, a likelihood that. Some guys will take prove-it deals and then get their big deal when the new TV deals negotiate next year. Well, I'm not even going that far. I mean, but I mean that that's a very real possibility. I'm saying for the Bucks specifically, watch for them if they take one or two year deals because you take one or two year deals, you play with you play with Brady, you you increase your your stock value, you go sign somewhere else. Very similar to what you know what you're talking about with COVID is the salary cap is what it is. So you take kind of less now and. Yeah. And you hope you make it. But to circle around back to the original conversation. That's one of the things that they had no problem paying Dak is because they're expecting a TV increase over the next two years. Yeah. It should increase the salary cap. Yeah. So I mean, and you're you're banking on the on 
um, Goodell negotiating a better contract deal. And to that point, and I, I don't know if it if it can be better because from what I've seen about the Direct TV um, Sunday Ticket thing, that may not exist in a couple of years, or it may not exist. It's getting in too expensive. Capacity. Yeah, it's it's getting too expensive, and Direct TV is not expanding their customer base like they used to be. And my uh, streaming website has been knocking them out of the park. Every Cowboy yep. game for like four years free so and it, pe- people are looking to to save wherever they can i mean even pre-covid and so why am i going to spend 150 bucks on direct tv for just oh, the service you know what that used to piss me off is like they did a thing we, we had direct tv for like 11 years and they did a thing where new customers would get the sunday ticket for 60 bucks so i caught it was 265 for us so i called them and i was like look i was like why why is this like this for new customers well, well i got that thing for 60 bucks oh no i got it free i got it free couldn't believe it Nice. And um, tried it again next year, got it for like 50 or 60 bucks. I kept getting the price knocked down every year. And that's when I realized, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but if you call your TV provider every six months and threaten them with their direct competition, you'll get a nice decrease. Oh yeah. You, you'll get the new customer decrease because yeah. the, the, the deals are like, usually yeah. for a while, like a year or something. Yeah. But you just got to be like Comcast. Ah. <laughs> I'll, I'll sign with Comcast, and they're like, "No, not Comcast." No, that, that's what I tell my wife whenever she brings it up. Like, no, not Comcast. No, the thing is, Comcast got one of the better products in our area, but their customer service is so terrible. I don't care. Like, if something goes, we live in Florida, man. Power can go out 15, 20 times a summer, no problem. I don't, I can't have shitty customer service in Florida with internet stuff. No, it'd be super irritating. And see, and that, that's the thing with mine is as long as we have internet and power, obviously you can't have internet without power. Right. We have a TV service. Right. Because um, so we used to have direct TV. You know, this is not to bash direct TV too much. No, fuck direct TV. But... <laughs> $150 a month is just a hustle. Mm-hmm. And all you do is sit down every week and complain about nothing being on the fucking TV anyways. So, but I mean, hey, if I it rains, if, if it's cloudy, your, your reception is going to be crap. Or, yeah, so... or you got to switch to standard definition. Yeah. <laughs> and so who, like... who watches the TV like peasants? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like your Neanderthals. So, but yeah, like with ours, I mean, you, you can't notice a difference. You you'd have no idea you're streaming. Um, the, TV like I live in Wildwood. How would I? No, I'd never do such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch. I still live. Yeah, just just watch what you say. Just watch where you walk. So, but that's like people are starting to realize that the NFL is just a it's just a big racket because you know with the Sunday ticket, it's two hundred bucks a year to to watch the games. But why? Uh, and again, with college, there's always a good college game on, regardless of what time what time you slot you're watching. Something. Yeah, you can you can always find something. It may not be the teams you want to watch, but the game's always going to be going to be good. And most of the time, you can find the team you want to watch if they're playing. It's on TV. With you ever the NFL, watch a game begrudgingly? You ever like watch one of those Division three games and you're like kind of paying attention, and next thing you know, it turns into a football game, and you're like catch yourself changing the channel but going back. You're watching it against your own will. Dude, my and wife it, makes it, me it watch the Ohio State games. Game. Every year, I watch football against my will every every week. So I was, tov- I was talking about Division Three, not Pop Warner. <laughs> yeah, about that meal plan thing. I was talking to you with your wife. I don't think we can do it after that. I don't think if I pay her enough to cook my meals, I could trust the quality of the meals as much shit as I talk about Ohio State. <laughs> That's okay. She doesn't listen. It's all good. Just the, the thought of it leaking out. <laughs> 
end yeah. of my meals. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, is this rice or plastic? What is this? It's cauliflower rice. That'd be bad enough. Ooh. Do you know that exists? Do you know that exists? Oh, yeah. I just found out about that. Dude, they make uh, pizza crust out of cauliflower. Really? Yes. I, I don't like, why don't we all just eat what we want and die in our mid-60s? I don't understand why that's such a problem. Well, I don't, I don't know. We want to be a drain of society and have you know, massive health care bills. I, I don't know. Yes, America. <laughs> Freedom. Freedom. Freedom to drain the economy one liver at a time. <laughs> Um, uh, remember, I think uh, the other day we were talking about college players, and you know how Tavon Austin came up with this ridiculous. Oh, you're talking list. about he, that shitty list? He was on crack. Shitty, yeah. shitty he list. was on crack. <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. Anybody <laughs> on crack would know Bo Jackson's on that list. Shit. Brian <laughs> exactly. Bosworth could have made his list. Exactly. Brian Bosworth, <laughs> Herschel Walker. Um, no, no, no. I mean, that was I was being sarcastic. Like I was being players. sarcastic, and then you name a goat. You like totally defeated my sarcasm. Like I was, I was being sarcastic <laughs> okay. about Bosworth. And then you name Herschel Walker, who's like no. maybe the greatest college football player ever. From the highlights I've seen, Brian Bosworth was fun to watch. Yeah. Okay, being fun to watch and being great is two different things. And being fun to because watch with a, when you're running down the field with a hypodermic needle hanging out of your ass, that's another thing to do. <laughs> once those, we saw how his game changed once those piss tests started. How'd that go? That is true. Yeah. Yes, Denard Robinson was fun to watch. He wasn't always good, but he was fun to watch. Yeah, but that poor guy, he was too small to be playing uh, pro football. I, I, I still say that he was blind. I, I think something was wrong with his eyes because he, he couldn't see at night. But yeah, Tavon Austin apparently just can't see talent because if, if you're going to include a, a best of all time and not include Bo Jackson, Barry Sanders, Vince Young, Herschel Walker, then you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Exactly. I mean, so Tester Verde could have made his list. Right. Well, he said most exciting college football players of all time. I guess he didn't. And of course, he put himself Adrian on the list. Peterson? He did. Hey, no, he wasn't. I didn't. Pat no, White Tavon was more exciting than him. Tavon Austin put himself on, on his list. Yeah, no, but he shouldn't be because Pat White was more exciting than he was. That's true. Yes. Even though That's Pat true. White was all of 160 pounds, Pat White's the only man who I got bigger calves in. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous for him when we went to the league. I thought he was going to get both his little legs snapped. Yeah, he had number one, Reggie Bush. Which Reggie Bush. I wouldn't put him number one, but Reggie Bush was he, he if he, he's in the conversation. He's not better than Herschel? No. Or he's in the conversation to be so on the list. That's yeah. three right there. Yeah, but we already got him down to three, and we haven't even thought about it. Right. Those are just well, the first two names you're supposed to spit out, Herschel and Bo. Number two, he put himself. We got to talk about that. Number three, he put Saquon Barkley. Number four, he put Christian uh, McCaffrey. Number five, he put Johnny Manziel. Number six was Lamar Jackson. Crabtree is more exciting than those last four players. Right. Well, okay. To be fair, Johnny Manziel was exciting to watch. I'm not going to lie. I, he, I, I enjoy. I look forward watching him playing on Saturdays because there. Because what John Manziel is what what five eleven? Is he five eleven? Maybe six foot. Barry Sanders was five ten. What's your point? He wasn't well, on the well, list the either. Point, the, the, the thing about it is that matters Johnny when you're Manziel is like five eleven. Matters when you're a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's your five eleven. Maybe six, Maybe like one hundred ninety five pounds. And he was making spectacular plays all, all over the field on offense. Yeah, but once so he, he got his hand on the NFL football, his elbow couldn't take that torque. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the, the thing with Johnny Menzel that no one talks about is when he was going through the combine, somebody asked him how thick was his playbook at Texas A&M. Do you know what his answer was? Three pages. That should have been a massive red flag right there. The dude never had to know a playbook. He had to know like 10 or 12 plays. And that was his problem. He was drunk half the time. I'll bet on half. that. I'll bet on that. I'll but yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if you want to make an actual list of the most exciting players in college football, I think Bo, Herschel, Barry are on that list. Michael Vick needs to be on that list. Absolutely. 
Um, yeah, Reggie's in the conversation. Peter Work. Yeah, Peter Work's on the list. Peter Work was. I mean, he was wide receiver, kick returner, punt returner, and he touched the ball, all kinds of stuff. You could put Charlie Ward on that list. Tim Tebow, Percy Harvin. I'm just going for the locals, guys. And then you got the Syracuse running backs, Jim Brown, Ernie Davis, and the uh, Floyd. Floyd Little, like you're talking about some serious. I mean, and these are just people, local people, Syracuse players and Florida players, like people I I know. I mean, we aren't even really digging in depth to make this list. It's it's this is why I hate social media. It gives people a platform that don't deserve a fucking platform. Well, you called it right, BJ. It was a slow sports news day. That's what it was. Um, he did put Jabril Peppers on there from Michigan. So yeah, and and he doesn't (laughs) deserve to be on that list. He wasn't. He wasn't that exciting. He's nowhere near John. Manzel exciting and that's not even yeah. I'm not even trying to be a jerk it's just right. I don't know I, I I don't think if you're under the age of 25 you should be allowed to make a list of anything you haven't lived long enough to shut the fuck up <laughs> you might be able to make a list of the best 10 uh, top 10 TikTok videos but that's about it yeah or the best running backs of the last 10 years that's fine yeah. no, we, we would accept do, that we should come up with with our own list let's come up with our own why so it can be like those cunts on Sports Center. <laughs> but it's our own list you know we can we we can make Dude, we you know just we did do? it. We should start shouting. We should start shouting every episode, too. That's what we should do. <laughs> well, BJ, you just said I, was trying, I wanted to kill Matt Millenberger, so why not? I mean, come on. I know, but then are the people that are 60, 65 years old going to be sitting around being like, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're stupid. Where's Chuck, where's Chuck Benner? But Dorian, Dorian, we already came up with the list. I mean, we went through like five or six already. Bo, Herschel, Barry, Michael Vick, Reggie Bush. That's five right there. I mean, what, what more do you need? I mean, how much how much airtime do you want to take up with this? All we're going to be doing is shitting on Tavon, Tavon Austin's list. That's all we're doing is just consistently shitting on this shitty, shitty list. Yeah. <laughs> we're basically beating a dead horse. Yeah, okay. So so pop quiz for you, because I know I, I know I keep talking about Barry Sanders. Do you guys know that Barry Sanders only played one year in, in college? One, he played one year or was started one year? He only started one year in college. Okay. Uh, who was there? I know I, Thurman I'm, Thomas was. Thurman Thomas mm-hmm. was was um was there. Oh, he was one year, Yep, he was one year ahead of Barry Sanders. So but yeah, that 88 I really felt bad for him. Thurman Thomas. Did he he had a crucial fumble? Was it the Third, fourth Super Bowl? No, the, the third Washington? Super Bowl, he forgot his helmet. No, the second the second one was against Washington. Yeah, those last two were tough. <laughs> <laughs> so now was it the was it the third or fourth one that he forgot his helmet coming out of the out of halftime? I fell in love with the Cowboys in nineteen ninety two. Oh, frontrunner you. Getting all emotional over here. Well, my dad was a, my dad was a Cowboys fan, and I lived through the suck. But when you live through that one in fifteen, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, what's this? Yeah. What's what's this?" I, I'm it's still waiting for that moment. I've lived through the 0 16. I'm still waiting for the hey, what's this? What do we have here now? Adam, they're going to sell that team. No, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a jerk. No, 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 you're 100% the Ford, right. The Ford family is fucking just ignorant. What have they done right since they beat Ferrari? But but see, that's the point, though. Like, are are they ignorant or are they just business people that are trying? I to I hate that shit. That if you want, there are several other avenues for you to get into than fucking with millions of people with your shitty sports decisions. I hate that shit. I know, I know it's a business, and I know people in it to make money. But like, it's a different situation. Like right. you're so- you're sacrificing people's knees, backs, necks, brains just so you can make money without any real hope of them ever attaining the playoffs. Are, are you talking about oh, factory see- workers or are you talking about an NFL team? Um, I guess we're talking about the United States again. Why does, <laughs> well, everything we talk about comes back to this fucking fucked up country right now. So who's worse, the Ford family or the DeVos? I, according to Adam, they're the same fucking person. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Like you just Please. accused them of, of what I've accused the DeVos family of 
for a few episodes now is mm-hmm. just acquiring the funds for the stadium, chipping in their part, and then now just fielding a team that gives the fans enough hope to sell enough tickets to pay the stadium off. I would say an answer to your question, I would go to the DeVos family because the DeVos family, they're, they're on that mediocrity treadmill that Mark Cuban talks about, whereas the Ford family just doesn't give a shit and hasn't given, given a shit for multiple generations. But I fully believe that they put themselves on that treadmill and have no inkling to get off. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd go saying? that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, um, it started when they hired Rob Hennigan. I didn't like the hire. I did it first. I was like, oh, he's on Sam Presti's squad over there at OKC. Maybe it's like a, a young uh, youth revolution in the GM office. We're about, no. Well, yeah, and that's that's the the Sean McVay. A, anyone who's touched Sean McVay or gotten a, a cup of coffee needs a head coaching job. No, you, you Why? don't What's done? Well, th- that's the thing, though. I mean. Allowed his GM to sign like terrible contracts to people that he had to get rid of. But like, I mean, Hennigan was just bad. You talk about a bad evaluator ins- of talent. I was just inspired. I was inspired of the idea of the collecting draft picks getting rid of the current players collecting our draft picks i thought that was a good but then you it's have to good, do something with the fucking draft picks exactly it, it's a to, good idea do with the capital it's want. a good idea it's kind of like the matrix matrix was a great idea poor execution with the sequels so that I mean, acquiring draft picks is a great idea but if you don't actually pick good players you're just pissing away your draft picks did you guys I mean, watch coming in america too yet not yet I saw it. I liked it. Yeah. They got everybody back but her sister and Eddie's mom. Yep. And also the the, the boyfriend, the, the soul glow guy. I mean, the soul glow guy. The original. Well, he, Eric he wouldn't have been in Africa. He could have only been in a small bit part in America. It would have been, right. cool, if he was, it would have been cool if he was homeless. Right. Exactly. Because he was a, a lot prick. Of, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people bashed the movie. It was like, it's not funny like the first one. It's like most of the time it's not going to be funny as the first you one. You are well, talking about legendary. You're talking about a legendary movie. A top-notch comedy movie. There is nothing they could have done to recapture what they captured with that. Do you know how Eddie got that movie made? Because he's Eddie Murphy. He showed up as the Jewish guy, and the producers thought they were talking to a Jewish guy for like an hour. Wow. And then he exposed who he was and they were like oh my gosh we have to get this movie made so well, the jewish guy got coming to america made the jewish character from the barbershop well, see, and, and, and there's, there's two things with that yeah a you're, you're talking about the the level that you're trying to shoot for you're just not yeah. never going to reach no. but b it's a completely different comedy generation generation and, and yeah exactly the, the jokes that we told in the 80s you can't do now not only can we not do now but they just they fall flat now well yeah. you gotta remember the storyline itself carried funny an african yeah. prince coming to america to find a queen that's that's funny in of itself they have to carry that storyline into the sequel so you're losing the sting of a fresh kind of storyline too it's just an expanded storyline i don't know i liked it it was funny to see everybody in there it was nice to see wesley on the screen again it's like of all the all these people who do all this diddling and in in uh uh, sexual assaulting and all this shit and he does some tax evasion and can't get any fucking screen time. That's ridiculous. Hey, Al-, Al Capone never served a day in jail for murder. <laughs> it was all tax evasion. <laughs> yeah, no shit. The tax man does not play. <laughs> Golly. That's, uh, so it was good. Yeah. It was good to see him back. I thought I was going to get who's the girl who's in there from Saturday Night Live? The um, the kids mom. Leslie Jones? Yes. Yeah, I thought she was going to piss me off, but she did a good job. I, I, I will say this, and Dorian, you can agree with me or not. I do not like her. I do not like her brand of comedy. 
Yeah. It's just it. She's the same character wherever she is, and she's just angry black yeah. woman. That that's what she's going to be, and that's yeah. fine. But you need to act better. Well, yeah. is that her fault or somebody else's? That's what I want to know. Like, is it is she being typecast? I think she. Yeah, typecast. is she capable of other things, or because there are one trick ponies out there? Yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing. Like, I, we actually watched the remake of Supermarket Sweep because we were bored, and mm-hmm. and she she was hosting that, and she was trying to do the same character as as that host, and it does doesn't work yeah i've yeah, never I watched that know. show that show was that show was a snapshot it was special in that time it's not special in this time because no. now you're basically robbing the grocery store with grocery prices now <laughs> <laughs> fucking their bottom lineup by taking a couple carts out of there <laughs> <laughs> fucking two gallons of milk to be like shut the doors shut the doors <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, NBA, um, what are you got thoughts of uh, Blake Griffin signing with the Nets? Uh, go ahead, Adam. Say what you said in the group chat. Or <laughs> was, say what you said on the post. <laughs> was Michael Beasley not available? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, and, and, he, and he'd be more deadly because he can shoot and he's left-handed. Now we're speaking facts. It was a joke before. Now it's serious. Right. <laughs> now, the only thing I can see is what if the energy hit? What if he sees a chance? Because I'll tell you, hope is a dangerous weapon. You start giving people hope and you're going to see some shit. So maybe he's got some hope. Maybe he says, man, if I can if I can be a second leading rebounder, if I can score 15 points a game, this team could be something special. Yeah. I mean, he's going to contribute because it's hard not to contribute and be on that roster. He's going to be open. Yeah. yeah. But will he make the shot? Well, I mean, he's got got DeAndre Jordan back and they worked well together. I think that's I think that's huge. He's got a good point guard, uh, a guy that's not throw, afraid to throw lobs or pass him the ball or and can make tricky passes. So I'm just saying, I think he's in the best situation he could possibly be right now. Oh yeah, I mean okay. that goes without saying. Yeah, best possible no, situation. I think, I think it's better than uh Lakers. I think it's better than Portland. Like I just think it's the best possible situation is where he is in New Jersey. And that brings up a, Brooklyn, a question though. So I mean <laughs> to clear waivers to get to Brooklyn, you have to go through all of those other teams, not the Lakers per se, but any team with a worse record than Brooklyn has to pass on you. So for a team like a Portland, for a team like San Antonio, for a team like Utah to pass on him, what does that really say about his reputation in the league? Well, um, I, I know from listening this morning, his agent like kind of put it out there. Hey, we're hoping to land with the team that's going to contend for a championship is what his agent was putting out there. So they probably was like, maybe, hey, you know we're at this guy anyway, because like maybe what- the whole league saw miserable Blake Griffin in Detroit. The whole league saw what miserable Blake Griffin's like, and they don't want that again. Right. So maybe, they're just, maybe that's what it is. Dude, I can't believe he didn't have a dunk this season. He didn't even attempt to dunk, they said. Like, no dunk attempts. That's his whole life. Yeah. yeah. That was his entire game. He's, he's averaging 12 points, five rebounds a game. Way. It's literally why we know him. Yeah. Yeah. If you take his dunks away, what was he? He wasn't a shooter. He wasn't, yeah. Big lots, Carl Malone. <laughs> Not even. At least uh, at least Carl Malone can shoot. Big lots, young Carl Malone. I don't know. If no, you, no, uh, no. You you take a, you take away Blake Griffin's dunks. I say you have, Swift. You have Michael Oliver Candy is what you have. Oh, oh, horrible, my God. What the fuck is wrong Michael with you Michael Candy? Golly, <laughs> why are you so angry? He is all the night. Was Sizzle, he that? Man. Was he that bad of a person? Jesus. <laughs> and Michael Oliver Candy. It's ten thirty. We can end this shit, crabby ass, <laughs> dude. Hey, AK, you could have said uh, what, 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 uh, Tyrus Thomas or Tyrus Thomas, or you could have said Stromoff if you said Michael yeah. Oldham Candy. You basically said he's <laughs> basically this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you would have better say Luke Longley. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, <man. laughs> 
<laughs> shit. Luke Longley will punch you in the face with three championship rings. You better watch what you say to him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Luke bling, Longley, bling, bling. he's a boma. But um, Adam, he said, Adam, <laughs> Adam, mute yourself. Mute yourself. Turn your video off too. Turn your, you're, you're on punishment. Somebody put him in. He's on punishment. He's so damn angry tonight. Dang. Damn, I did this and got a show canceled. He's over here just spouting off cancer and old. You know what? Nobody they came to get us more listeners. I guarantee it. Nobody brings up Michael Ola Candy and gets away with it. Damn. I've heard him in a decade. Is he alive? The reason still? for that? Oh, that's Jesus. Alive. You guys are fucking terrible. Both of you are shit people tonight. You're both shit people. I don't want to hear. It. You guys have lost all credibility with me. You are no longer my leveling force. There's nothing you can do to it. The tether is broken. Hello, what happened? Okay, where is he? Dead. He's alive. What, what, <laughs> what happened? He's alive. What happened? Brain tumor. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker couldn't rebound anyways. <laughs> he said he's a poor man's goal with candy. No, I, big lots. Oh, big lots, yeah. Big that lots all candy. That's you gotta <laughs> poor men can go to Walmart. We're talking about big lots. Dang. Yeah, you're right. With, without the dunks, Griffin was nothing. If if he doesn't jump over a Kia, we don't know who he is. Honestly, that <laughs> Kia dunk was bullshit. That Mozgov, Mozgov and people dunking from two feet away from the basket and throwing it in there. That's why we know him. Well, and, and, and I guess and what he did put to, to Pog us all in one game. If you guys oh, remember, yeah. that was dirty. He fucking Mozgoved him and then came back. And I don't know how he didn't get called for over the back. I think it's just because he jumped so high. Yeah. And he had a two-hand put back right in the back of his neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then just pulled right through the rim and shoved Pogasol out of bounds. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, though, the best dunk of all the Clippers years did not come from DeAndre Jordan. Come from no, it wasn't Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, it was when he killed Brandon Knight. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That, that was Jordan, yes. <laughs> when DeAndre turned around and made that face, I was like, yes, sir, you're allowed to make that face. Please <laughs> exactly. make that face. Something stinks nasty, over here. Man. Burnt like, skin. He just grabbed the ball in the air just threw it down. And <laughs> it was funny because Brandon Knight, I feel like his brain when he got to the top of his jump was like what the hell and he just tur- <laughs> he just turtled up and was like shit <laughs> um another uh another clipper uh dunk that was pretty meaningful was i don't know if you guys remember but it was a dunk to where Corey mcgetty came baseline and he dunked on i think they were playing the uh not the lake they were playing another I think it was Portland. It's when Portland had uh, Rasheed Wallace. No, no, Rasheed Wallace left. No, it's when they had uh, uh, Zebo had Zebo. And Corey McGetty came baseline with two hands, and it was Joe Prisbilla grabbed him on his elbow. He just dunked and had nuts all in his face, bro. Nuts. That was crazy. Nuts. People, if crazy. you don't, if you're listening, you don't understand the concept of nuts on you when you're getting dunked on. The ultimate insult. Ultimate, ultimate insult. You can dunk on people and just be, and they'll be just fine. Right. But if you drag your nuts down their back, <laughs> and I've never dunked, but I've seen it happen, and you can see the look on people's faces. <laughs> yeah, it makes you want to fight somebody. No, I've never way. been dunked on by the grace of God. I, I, I just yeah. let go by and dunk. I did. Hey, now, you know, defense is optional. I follow you when I see you pick the ball up. As soon yeah. as you pick the ball up, I'm like, bam! I'm not on BJ. <laughs> I am poster free BJ over here. No poster. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna tell you who got me. There's one person that got me. Uh, Brian Grace. Oh, we dang. were we were up at Beach Field, and I was feeling pretty light. You ever you ever on the basketball court and you feel light? You feel yeah. you feel floaty. You feel like you could leave the ground. That was my brain being stupid. So I'm looking around, and Brian's going baseline. I was like, I got this shit. Turn around, took two steps, and jumped. And uh, I don't think I touched the ball at all. 
Damn, damn! He ended up on top of me, and I was on, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, you win." Well, lesson lesson learned. I went to the rec center in Leesburg, and there's this guy literally cherry picking and dunking. It looked like a 2K game. He would stay down the offensive end, let his team go play defense. They were much better than the other team. They'd rip it, throw it down to him. He'd dunk. His name's Lachey from Wildwood, big oh. giant dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, I played against cherry, you. cherry uh, picking. Lachey. My stupid ass. Yeah, yeah. It is. I go down here, and I'm like, I say, Snoop, he ain't dunking anymore. I'm sick of this shit. So I stay down there with him, running back down there. He goes to dunk. I took a charge in a pickup game. Why? BJ. Why? <laughs> Guess what, baby? Figure roll. Figure roll. No dunk. No hey, dunk. Do now, my glasses my glasses slid under the bleachers, Damn. and Robert Wright picked them up for me. He's like, I'll hold these for you. I said, thanks, Rob. <laughs> so <laughs> Robert was laughing, by the way. So <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. He, goes, he looked at me and goes, you're crazy. <laughs> Dude, dude, the time now I can tell you about times that I almost got dunked on. It was the scariest moment of my life. We were playing against Ocala Vanguard, and they had this 6'9, 250 pound senior by the name of Napoleon Rhodes, right? And he gets the ball. <laughs> Sounds like an appropriate name right now. <laughs> so, what happened was, That's by the grace of God, someone stepped on my foot and it caused me to fall. Sure. Dude, no, I'm dead serious. And I'm glad someone stepped on my foot and I fell. Because if I would have went over and tried to play defense on him, I would have had nuts all in my face, bro. But I fell and my shoe came off and he dunked and he slapped the backboard. And he said something to me that was very unpleasant. <laughs> I was you like, wanna, You want to text it to me and I'll say it? Quit being a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it to you. <laughs> He's literally gonna do it. He's like, <laughs> I want to see to you right now what he said. Holy shit! This I'm gonna see the both of you. Guys. <laughs> Hold on. I feel yeah. like he called you a bitch, and you don't want to. Nah, Dorian's the nice one, apparently. No, nah, he said something worse than that, and you probably ah, can't Lee. say the last word. Oh, this is what he told oh! me. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! And he tried to make you. Uh, uh, he tried well, to I make was on you. The ground, you. So I want to do No, no. His intentions were, if you were standing there, to make you kiss his dick. Pretty much. Yeah. But I was on the ground. <laughs> So that would happen. And I stayed on the ground. That like my ankle was. I was like my ankle. Coach Todd gave me this look. Like get your ass up. But nah. there, there was no way, dude. Mm -mm. So that saved me a, a a lifetime of heartache, bro. But that's what he told me after he dunked the ball, slapped the backboard. And again, I'm like six foot one seventy. He's six nine. Uh, about two fifty two fifty five. Yeah, that's why he said that. Yeah, because he could. That's why he said. That's that's why he said that last part that I can't say. That's what he's trying to convey to you. Right. He said, kiss my dick, you six foot, 175 pound kid. He just said it differently. Exactly. I saw you hold your breath when I started to repeat that, too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> BJ, no. So I'm sure people who are listening probably have a gist of what he said to me. So, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. going to play this day. It's, the it's about, the only, it's the, about the only thing I can, only thing I can't say to Dorian. Just there you go. <laughs> It's like the only thing I can't say. There you go. But yeah, being dunked on is no fun for what I've seen. I wouldn't recommend that for, for anybody to try to dunk it. I mean, to try to take charges and shit like that. Just let them dunk. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure what we determined over the last few minutes talking about getting dunked on is the dick's the worst part of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, the dunk's not a problem, but the nuts, the nuts are the problem. <laughs>
Like, I can be on the poster as long as there's no nuts in it. So that leads me to how did Dwight feel when Kobe dropped a set on him? Because Kobe made him wear it. Kobe yeah. put him on his shoulder. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I was like, I was like, bro, you're too big to have that happen to you. Like, Zach, knock him out the <clears throat> ground. I mean, out the air. It it took him until the second playoff series with Boston. I was in the stadium for him to finally put somebody on the ground. He put Paul Pierce on the ground after we're getting we were down by like 20 points with four minutes left or something like that. It was ridiculous. And then he finally put Paul Pierce on the ground. The stadium stood up and cheered. The the arena was shaking because he finally did it. We were letting him know, like, exactly. exactly it's right. not a free ride, bro. Like, they don't. Exactly. <laughs> I'll never exactly. forget that moment. That was the loudest that arena was when he put Paul Pierce on the ground. Yeah. And he should have, because Paul Dude. Pierce was talking mad crap against Dwight that, that year, too, I remember. I didn't like Paul, Paul Pierce. Pierce. I didn't like Paul Pierce when he played. I really don't like Paul Pierce now that he's an analyst. Because he's not a good one. They just let fucking morons on TV to say whatever. Like, there's no there's no baseline anymore. It's just like, can you speak? Dude. Yes. Like, you speak mostly English. Yes. Go ahead. Say stupid <laughs> shit and rile people up so they tweet us. Have you been, like, have you watched the NFL Network in the past five years? That's all that's on there. Mm-mm. You guys don't understand. I've taken a real step back from sports TV. I watch the games. No, I, I don't. The only thing I watch are clips of Skip and Shannon because I like Shannon. I don't like Skip. I like Shannon telling Skip off. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> the good taste. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've watched PTI probably ten years since I was listening P- to the podcast at work. I liked early PTI, but yeah. like everything else that is reality TV, eventually gets boring to the executives, and they start to tinker with shit that's doing just fine. Just because it might lose a sliver of a percentage of ratings, now we got to fix something. No, you don't. Like just let it roll. Either it works or it doesn't. Exactly. Advertising dollars—that's what it's all fucking about. That's what it's all about. All it, how how many clicks can we get? How many ads can we put in this clip of a, a video of, of some dipshit talking? Doesn't know what he's talking about. Although you know, the internet allows us to have a podcast, it's literally destroying this world and everything we like about it. Yes. Because we yes. can't get I mean, into I, real information because it's about getting it out first so we can get the first clicks and the most clicks. Yeah. Yeah. First and wrong is still wrong. That's, that's how normal people see it, but that's not how the world is playing it right now. No. First, first and wrong is still profitable. Last is it, not profitable. So I'm going to be first and wrong, and then I'm going to get more clicks for printing the retraction that correct, uh, corrects my first statement that was incorrect. Hmm. And it's just it's just extra ad dollars. Like I saw a thing the other day. Um, Dion Sanders was, was talking about some player, and I was like, Dion, you don't know offense. Like there's a reason why you're a head coach and not an offensive coordinator. He did fill in for Michael Irvin. He did fill in for Michael Irvin quite nicely there for a few games. And you had uh, Jeff Saturday talking about how Kyle Pitts won't be good in the NFL because they don't know how to use tight ends. I bet you that big motherfucker won't say that to my face. What? Yeah. Kyle Pitts. Kyle he, Pitts. He's Kyle just a Pitts. nightmare. That's all. <laughs> just imagine. Yeah, that and like you could put him out at wide receiver. He's like what Jimmy Graham used to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So put you can split him, put him in the H-back position in the backfield. Motion him out of there, make him matched up with a linebacker. There's so many things you can do with a guy like him. For mm-hmm. Jeff Saturday to even say that makes me feel like Shaq felt when he's talking to Candace Parker the other night. Shaq got fucking embarrassed on national TV the other night. <laughs> Candace Parker talked to him in circles about a basic basketball concept that the casual fan completely understands. Terrible to watch. And that's my favorite, my favorite like sports show is NBA yeah. and TNT. But also shows too. Why, why don't why don't they just why don't they just man up? Why don't they just man up? Because in the process of you going under that screen 80 percent of the league's gonna hit that three now exactly <laughs> dumbass 
Like he hasn't been watching basketball. What do they do? You know what they do? They watch the highlights and then talk about it. They don't even watch the game. They're probably back there drinking, eating chicken with Chuck. Yeah, and they do dissect the game. You can tell by oh, and and, and two weeks. Did you get to watch that? In two weeks, what I watched the club. Were you not sad that? It, that a guy that's been it, out it, of basketball and, and covering it for this long did not realize that you can't you can't man up anymore because you get smoked for jump shots. It was sad to watch just the degeneration de- of his understanding of the game. You give Candace Parker his jobs, which you need to do. Oh yeah, but but they won't. You know why? Because she's he's Shaquille O'Neal. Actually, putting him on there with them, putting Candace with them, might add another dynamic of Candace being like Shaq, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying the, the, the dynamic they brought in was Chuck and Kenny first. And that was funny. Mm-hmm. Then they added Shaq and that was Chuck's big brother. And then they add Candace, who's the sister who's like, fuck you, dummy. Like <laughs> it might be, it might be awesome. Cause Candace shot him a couple looks like we just stop, just stop. You look really bad right now. Stop. And then she oh, looked yeah. at Dwayne. She looked at Wade like, what the fuck? Like, what do I do? <laughs> you you want to see bad? Watch the TNT coverage of the college basketball tournament. Watch Charles Barkley try to talk about college basketball. Ooh. They don't watch it. They and it's, it's, it. it's horrible. <laughs> they don't watch it. But again, it goes back to his commentary. Oh, it's it's bad. <laughs> but it goes back to I can get Charles Charles Barkley on a video clip that will sell ads. Well, that's all they care on, about. To be honest with you, I'd rather hear Charles Barkley talk about anything than most people. Anything stock market, um, raising sheep. I'd rather have, I'd rather listen to Chuck talk about it than most people because he's brutally honest. <laughs> he's he's brutally honest, and um, he's Chuck's pretty fucking funny. He's yeah. a pretty he's pretty darn funny. Well, and the difference between Chuck and Shaq is that Chuck's in on the joke. He yeah. knows he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about sometimes. Shaq, he doesn't yeah. care. Yeah, that some of those things that Shaq says, like the Chuck says to Shaq, what he said one time, he's like, "It don't matter how loud you shout it, you're still wrong." <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> and Chuck will tell him quick. He'd be like, Yeah, you got those champions riding Kobe. Got the yeah. championship riding Dwayne. Oh, oh Lord. Lord. He did. Lord. Yeah. Man, hey, if any of you guys, if Chuck, any guys don't watch you those Chuck. clips, watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me read you got Chuck. He said, he said, uh, he said, at least I've been the man on every team I've been on. I've been the man. Google I didn't me, Chuck. Kobe Google me, Chuck. Google me. You don't know me, Chuck. And then they showed a clip of Chuck slamming Shaq to the, the bleachers. <laughs> Back <Right>. with <laughs> That look that Chuck gave him when he threw that ball on his face, like, what, bitch? Like, <laughs> And Shaq knew at that moment he had no other recourse but throw a punch right now. Exactly. There was no other recourse. Because exactly. you saw what Chuck said with his face. Yeah. And it was most definitely what, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So speaking of that real quick. So back in the 90s, right, what player do you think was that player to where nobody wanted a part of? Oakley. Like that player, like Oakley, Oakley, okay. Oakley, held that down for most of our our youth. Yeah, he did. And then, and then Anthony Mason took the torch from him. Yeah, didn't Anthony Mason pull a pistol? It, it's, it's some story that they said that like a player was talking smack to him, and then after the game, he was like walking to where the buses were with an actual gun in his bag to talk to the actual player. Um, I want to say Greg Anthony was the one that uh, that told that story. It was it was a Nick play. Is it Greg Anthony or John Stark? Is like like you don't talk anything to Anthony Mason because he will see you after the game. 
he will because again, he do the Madison Square Garden in and out. He said, "You want to run up and get done up?" Right. And they said he walked to the guy like, "Hey man, let me holler at you with like a loaded gun in his bag to get some understanding." The original Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, wouldn't you agree? I can't really think of anybody tougher. I know that the uh, the Davis the Davis guys in Indiana had a pretty good rep for being solid. Antonio yeah. and Dale. Yeah, I, I feel like that they were good together. I feel like. As if they didn't, they would back down if they were separate. Ah, right. Antonio did okay in Toronto. Yeah. He was dude, there in Vince's early years. Dude, Antonio was in Toronto with Charles Oakley. Cause Charles, that was the last team that Charles Could Oakley you imagine was following their superstar? Like a real foul, like throwing him into the basket stand or something? Like no, you're not touching Vince. <laughs> and, and then you got to run through Oakley and Antonio Davis, the steroid yeah. twins. And they had Chris Childs, the one that punched Kobe in, in, in the jaw. And Chris hey. Charles, so no, you weren't touching Vince. Hey. You gotta give Chris, Chris Charles credit. You just punched the money bag. You punched the NBA's money bag right in the face. <laughs> exactly in the jaw. Yeah, in the jaw. B- quick too. Yeah. B- BJ, that picture you showed the other day of of T Mac and Grant Hill and I can't remember the other guy in Magic uniforms just made me want to cry. No, I want you to know when I I shared that when I looked at that picture and it came down my timeline, I genuinely got sad because yeah. all I can remember yeah. is Greg Popovich holding on to t- um, Tim Duncan's ankle and stopping everything my dreams from coming true. I mean, Doc Rivers did help him too, bastard. I, I don't like Doc to this day because of that. I know, like, like you, you just that. said something nice and then called him a bastard. <laughs> okay, are we in agreement right now that Doc Rivers is not a good coach? Well, I mean, he didn't he didn't provide any help for Tracy McGrady. Not that they had the salary cap chance after Grant Hill's situation. Right. But like Pat Garrity. Oh my God. I don't really believe that. Pat Garrity. Pat Garrity, like if you look up white privilege, Pat Garrity is the pitcher in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like he couldn't even set a screen. I mean, Bro, he got lucky with the three pointers, but he like, was there to sh- he was there to shoot threes and he had he struggled with that. So why are you here? I think uh Pat Burke took his minutes, but Pat Burke was there. He took Pat Garrett's minutes. And he started playing him. Because Pat Burke was what? nine. He was like six It's nine, so six funny. Five. Oh, we talked about it. I'm just it's so funny how you think a big man has no skills and then he shows up at your YMZ and you're like, uh oh. Oh yeah. Great kite. <laughs> you're you're just you're just big. No, he's not just big. <laughs> he can shoot threes and cross you up and pass shoot. over your head. He could dunk. Rebound without jumping. He played point guard, like a seven-foot point guard, yeah, out of shape, still killing everyone on the court. Yeah, we're talking about Greg Kite here. Uh, it was just, let me put it this way. Like, when Greg Kite came in, you weren't like, yeah, all right, Greg Kite's in the game. But at the Y, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the man. And I, I, thought, I told everyone, like. Pat Burke, I went to shoot a game, uh, 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 shot to end the half. They threw me the corner on the wing. I jumped, and this guy made a great athletic play and jumped out from in the middle of the paint there and started to defend it. I'm like, oh shit. So in the middle of the air, I threw it to Pat. This son of a bitch didn't even catch it. I swear to God, he didn't catch it. He did not catch it. He just guided it to the basket. Splat. Buzzer goes off. I'm like, <laughs> I just, I did I just threw it. I knew he was over there. I knew he was huge. So I didn't really look at him. I just was like, ah, take it, Pat. Yeah. And, he, and he just, yeah, dude. Um, I played with Chucky Atkins and in Winter Park at the community center one time. And Chucky Atkins, like you could have swore, like you you would have thought that he's like a mixture of Chris Paul with Russell Westbrook, like a mixture of like all the point guards together. Like it's nothing he can, he can't do on the court. He get to the hole whenever he wants to. He can shoot lights out. He can actually dunk. I'm like, dude, I've never seen you dunk in the NBA, but. 
Chucky Atkins was was nice too. Man. Well, because the difference is when they're playing at the Y or the Rec Center, they're playing against guys who don't play defense like they do in the NBA. I've never seen Chucky Atkins dunk on a fast break though. Yeah, I never did. Well, yeah, I, I've I, seen I, it in real life, but yeah, in the NBA, yeah. never seen it. And I've never seen Pat Burke shoot three pointers, and I saw this man hit four in a game. Granted, they were college, which it's is probably still, in his game. It's yeah. probably in his game though as an NBA center to hit that free throw line out jumper. Are we running out of juice? Did we make it? Yeah, I, th- I think we're we're about done. Um, so, we, right. we we end shit like so unceremoniously. Bye, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you do your rant. You you carry us home. <laughs> well, I, don't have, I don't have a rant. Dax signed. We're gonna start restructuring contracts. You the magic, the See, magic are still garbage. Dorian, this is my fault. Okay, so normally normally and BJ is all pissed off and he goes off on a rant at about you know 10 30, as we're closing up. But I killed the episode like five. Minutes minutes in and he was done <laughs> yeah he's yeah he did he just he, yeah, he, he took the juice okay he got the sensitive subject out of the way <laughs> and then oh, we were going down to, we were going down a sensitive subject road but all three of us were like no we went back, <laughs> went back the other way so, <laughs> oh poor man i just wonder if maybe we're going to appeal to the adhd crowd where they can just wander through the conversation with them. yes I think, sure. I think that's what it's going to be and what's nice is like that's our whole generation yeah <laughs> except for like two percent of it well that that's where people get hit by by foul balls at baseball games because they don't pay attention i'm telling you right now I'm telling you right now adhd is a result of giving pregnant women tylenol my mom said it wasn't common until about the time that we all started getting born yeah no, I see. I think ADHD is a result of having two parents that work. You don't have parents at home and you don't actually interact with your children. So they're just left to watch TV. There's no one home to beat them into attention. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, we all, A lot of us got beaten into attention. <laughs> are you listening? No, you are now. Okay. And when I say beat, there's not the typical beating where you're like the, beating shit. Yeah, there, there's a, there, yeah there, there's a line. There's a line. That, I did. Uh, I never caught a whoop and I didn't ask for it. I'll tell you that. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember getting spanked and being like, "What? What's what's this about?" Like, no, no, I deserve that one. I deserve that one. <laughs> and that one. I would and have admitted it at the time, but twenty years later, thirty years later, I can be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's my fault." Yep. Because <laughs> I thought about it once. Because I got some spankings, and I sat there, I thought about it, and I was like, "Not for no reason." <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> you listen to other people and how they were punished and yeah. somebody's like my mom hit me with an extension cord and i was like god damn yeah i mean i i never got that shit but i hear people like yo man man my mom hit me with a motorcycle helmet i'm like that's abuse but uh, i'm what? just gonna <laughs> oh, i'm being serious bro i have friends that were corrected head. with a leather belt right i mean but still like who would hit their child with a motorcycle helmet Real that's G? not discipline Real like that's no, that, that's not beat you to submission yeah. bro but yeah, that's correction. Okay. It's correction. <laughs> Nose correction, jaw correction, teeth correction. It's yeah, that, that, correction. that's called we call DCF now. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. I'm like, I would brag about that if I were you. Now, Racist? honestly, that answers a lot of questions. Thank yeah. you. For- hey, hey everything's solved. If you listen long <laughs> enough, people will tell on themselves. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so on on that note, we're gonna kill the, We're gonna end this episode before y- y'all realize we don't know what we're talking about. So this is an actual <laughs> ending, guys. We did an actual ending. Yay! So, yay! So see y'all next week. This is Sandlot Sports. Bye. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports Twenty Twenty.